Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910980 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. You, know, you can also catch us wherever you get your favorite podcast. Just search the Rob O'Donnell Show, Spotify, Apple Podcast, anywhere you find your podcast, just search the Rob O'Donnell Show. You'll get it. It's 409 here in the station in Pittston, 61 degrees with some sun and clouds outside. Uh, the Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. Well, you know, I was just checking social media when we were on the break, and I have an inf- some information in the Wilkes-Barre City area. The police department has put out, uh, looks like about an hour ago, an attempt to locate a missing juvenile. Nicole Longfoot Ford, age 13. She was last seen in Wilkes-Barre. The attached juvenile is missing. She was last seen at the Wilkes-Barre City wearing a black hooded sweatshirt, black pants, and black slides. Anyone with information regarding her whereabouts are asked to contact 911 or Detective McGrath. 570-208-6699. And again, you can go to the Wilkes-Barre City Facebook page, or you can go to my Facebook page, Rob O'Donnell, and I've shared that post along with her picture. Nicole Longfoot Ford, age 13, missing in the Wilkes-Barre City area. She was last seen wearing a black hooded sweatshirt, black pants, and black slides. So uh, be on the lookout for this young young lady here, age 13, who has been reported missing in the Wilkes-Barre City area. So uh, anytime I see that, I like to get it out there. So hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, she's found, and it's uh, brings her parents at, at ease. Um. We started off talking the beginning of the show, and again, I got a little uh, distracted putting that here. We uh, about this this report of this hospital, the Gaza hospital explosion, that has sparked uh, just just now. I mean, I'm looking at protests around the world at both Jewish and American interests. Capitol Hill, there's a large protest going on. It looks like people are starting to get arrested in the. Uh, Cannon office building of the Capitol. Yeah, they're definitely getting arrested. There's people sitting on the floor with the Capitol Police arresting individuals as other people chant around them. So, you know, we'll, we'll monitor that. But, you know, this came out, and, and if you were listening to this show yesterday, and I hope you do listen every day, you you heard just just me here saying that here are the reports. This hospital was allegedly you know, struck by a missile. You have one side saying this. You have the other side saying this. They are saying it's a mass casualty incident. You know, because that those were the facts at the time. And simply because the Gaza Health Ministry, which is run by Hamas, Hamas is the government, the elected government of, of the Gaza Strip in Palestine, says something doesn't mean you run with it. But you know what? All media organizations ran with it. Not only did they run with it, and again, I posted all this on my social media, the New York Times not only ran with the headline, front page headline, Israeli strike kills hundreds in hospital, Palestinians say. With a picture of devastated buildings, rubble, people, rescue workers, and not only is the picture not of the hospital, not even of the same location. But they're blaming the strike on Israel now falsely. 
knowing it. This was after the fact that the information was out that this was most likely uh, a misfired missile from inside Gaza. But they ran with it. And, and not only did they run with it, but you had every media organization. I mean, I'm looking at CNN. Palestinian Health Ministry says two to 300 people may have been killed in Israeli strike of hospital in Gaza. That's a CNN headline. That's still up, by the way. The Associated Press, breaking. The Gaza Health Ministry says at least 500 people have been killed in an explosion in the hospital and says it was caused by an Israeli airstrike. The New York Times, breaking news. An Israeli airstrike in Gaza hospital on Tuesday, killing at least 200 Palestinians, according to the Palestinian Health Ministry, which said the number of casualties expected to rise. An hour later, they said at least, update, at least 500 people were killed by an Israeli airstrike at a Gaza hospital. The Palestinian Health Ministry said, follow our live coverage. That's the New York Times. Then, of course, you have Ilian Omar, a United States congressman. Bombing a hospital is among the gravest of war crimes. The IDF reportedly blowing up one of the few places the injured and wounded can seek medical treatment and shelter during a war is horrific. POTUS, meaning the president, needs to push for an immediate ceasefire and end the slaughter, and she tags the Associated Press article that says 500 people were killed. You have Rashida Tlaib, again, another United States congresswoman. Israel just bombed the Baptist hospital, killing 500 Palestinians, doctors, children's, patients, just like that. POTUS, the president, this is what happens when you refuse to facilitate a ceasefire and help de-escalate your war and destruction only approached as open my eyes and many Palestinian Americans and Muslim Americans like me. We will remember where you stood. Not only did this have the opposite effect that people like Representative Rashida Tlaib and Ilian Omar would want, because it caused the president of Jordan, the president of Egypt, and the president of the Palestinian Authority to cancel their meeting with Joe Biden today when he was in the area. It caused riots at the Beirut American Embassy in Lebanon, where they set the outer perimeter on fire, through rocks, through commercial-grade fireworks, gunfire. We saw it through the night. They attacked with drones our military base in Iraq because of this rhetoric. And every post now that is still up, Rashida Tlaib, Congresswoman, and Congresswoman Ilian Omar have not removed their posts after knowing now that it's been false. Neither has the mainstream media. They've kept their original headlines up. They've just updated them with new posts. But their original posts had thousands, millions of views. And people here at home, you know, we're looking at a major protest in Istanbul right now at the American embassy. Mideast protests erupt after Gaza, Gaza hospital blast is the headline. Not only did Israel not strike a hospital with a missile strike, the hospital was never struck. The parking lot was. The building is still there and sound. There are not hundreds of dead Palestinians, not even close. And there's evidence, both geo sync evidence that shows the trajectory of the missile. There is video footage from multiple angles. There is drone footage showing the rocket exploding and then coming to the ground and hitting the parking lot where the hospital was. But then you have radio chatter from members of Hamas saying, hey, 
We saw the shrapnel on the ground. This was one of ours. That's exactly what the radio transmission says between them. That was captured. Now you have to realize Israel runs drones 24-7 over the Gaza Strip. They will have the video evidence of this. And when it was first reported yesterday, when this first happened, when I reported it, how come we here can use the responsibility to say we don't know the facts yet? This is what's being reported. Hundreds of dead. It's a mass casualty incident at this hospital. This hospital's been struck. None of that turned out to be true, by the way. But the Palestinians, Hamas is saying that it was an Israeli airstrike and is Israeli government is saying that they don't believe so. They're investigating, but it appears to be a misfired rocket. And as this show went on, the three hours of the show yesterday, more and more evidence started to come out that it was, in fact, a misfired rocket from Palestine. And I understand, you know, social media is going to be social media. But when you have members of Congress, when you have every mainstream media organization, the Washington Post, the New York Times, Reuters, the Associated Press, CNN, the BBC, everybody ran with Israeli strikes a hospital killing hundreds, which riled up the world, which disrupted the only diplomacy that's been taking place in the past 10 days. The United States president sitting down with the president of the Palestinian Authority, Jordan, Egypt. The reason that wasn't done is because you have morons in Congress that would rather stoke anti-American flames, run with propaganda, than their job. So the first thing any speaker of the House needs to do when they get in is to hold them in contempt, is to hold them, sanction them, do whatever is within their power. Because what they did is egregious. They ran with false propaganda that led to issues across the world, that endangered Americans around the world. There was a synagogue in New York that was vandalized just because of this, because of the strike. The, the, the vandalized on the, the synagogue itself said it was because of the airstrike. The airstrike was not true. None of it was true. There's not hundreds of victims. It was all fake. A rocket misfired, exploded in the air. It hit the ground. The remaining ordinances exploded, causing a huge fire in the parking lot, damaging dozens of cars, but never destroyed the building. But this was reported as a hospital was leveled, a mass casualty incident with hundreds dead. Well, not only 300, now it's 500, said CNN and the Associated Press. And you had United States Congress people running with that. This is incredible, the day and age we are now here in America, where we have members of Congress purporting propaganda for terrorist organizations. It's 420 here at WILK. It's time for traffic and weather. Thank you, Rob. This traffic update is brought to you by Penteladata Internet. Wreck on 81 southbound, just past Nanticoke. Things are backing up. 
We have slowing traffic, 81 southbound through the Scranton area. Uh, You are dipping below 40 miles per hour. Northern Boulevard, South Abington Township, around Shady Lane Road, moving quite slow. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, W-I-L-K Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast for meteorologist Allie Gallo. This afternoon, partly sunny, low 60. Tonight, partly cloudy, low 44. Thursday, a mix of sun and clouds, high 67. Friday, showers possible in the afternoon, high 64. Saturday, scattered showers and becoming breezy, high 59. Sunday, partly sunny, breezy, and much cooler, high 50. It's currently 61 degrees with some sun and clouds outside at 421 at your official weather station, WILK. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is uh, 425 here in the station, 61 degrees with some sun and clouds outside. Well, as all this is going on, the New York City Mayor Eric Adams says he plans to limit stays by migrant families in emergency shelters to 60 days amid an ongoing surge of asylum seekers. Adams says the city will begin sending 60-day notices to migrant families with children in city shelters to find alternative housing. He said the city will provide ongoing social services to help migrant families find new shelter The city already limits single adult migrants to 30 days in emergency housing. With over 64,000 asylum seekers still in the city's care and thousands more migrants arriving every week. Now, remember, thousands are still arriving in New York every week. We're just not looking at that border anymore. Expanding this policy to asylum seekers in our care is the only way to help migrants take care of steps on their journeys, Adams said in a statement. The move comes as New York grapples with more than 120,000 migrants who arrived at the city over the past year among a, sur- among a surge of immigration along the U.S.-Mexican border. New York is the only major U.S. city that has the right to shelter law. Adams is asking a state judge to temporarily suspend the requirement amid the surge in migrants, but the effort is being challenged in court. The governor, Kathy Hochul, Hochul A fellow Democrat has thrown her support behind the effort to temporarily suspend the law. Now, let me ask you something. New York City is looking to limit single adults to 30 days and now 60 days for families. They're giving them their notices now. 60 days now brings them to what? The middle of December? Where do you think they're going to go? Where do you think the alternatives are? Now, if New York State is against it, if they suspend that law in New York State and they were held 60 days in New York City, they can't send them to upstate suburbs because they've already been held for their 60 days. They've already gotten their eviction notices. Where's the next most convenient place that they can send them or move them to? Out of state, maybe? Here, maybe? We're willing to take that risk? We're willing to shrug our shoulders and say, hey, uh, what are we going to do with them? You think someone's going to have the bright idea to let's send them to Joe Biden's uh, Scrappy Joe's hometown? The possibility's there. 
And you won't know it till they start showing up. And once they start showing up, they're going to keep showing up. They will overwhelm us within weeks. Because New York City alone has spent more than $1 billion so far housing migrants. And Adam said the cost could rise to $12 billion in the coming years without more money or resources from the state and federal governments. Does Pennsylvania have $1 billion? Nonetheless, $12 billion? Republicans have long argued that New York City right-to-shelter law and other sanctuary policies are encouraging migrants to enter the country illegally and travel to the Empire State. Well, there's a lot of sanctuary cities here in Pennsylvania. I'm not sure if we're a sanctuary state. I have to look that up. If you, if you know that answer, I'd appreciate it. Is the, state of, is the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania a, right, uh, a sanctuary state? I know Philadelphia is. Remember, Kenny danced when he came out of the office labeling them a sanctuary city. He did the dance with his executive assistant. I remember it. But, but truly, I mean, if I was a politician, and, and I know a lot of them, and I know these conversations are taking place. Let's send a couple busloads to Scranton. Let's send a couple busloads to Wilkesbury. Let's send a couple busloads to Hazleton. We already got a couple flights here in the middle of the night that just disappeared into the wind. Do you really think they just disappeared into the wind? They're around. That's just two flights and a couple busloads. What were the numbers we talked about? 120,000? 64,000 in shelters, over 64,000 in shelters, with thousands arriving each week. They are now getting 30-day for individuals and 60-day for families eviction notices. They cannot go to another shelter in New York State if the governor signs on to this. Where are they going to go? New Jersey, Connecticut, Pennsylvania. We are the tri-state, right? They're not going to go to rural areas. They're going to go to, just like they, they go to Chicago, just like they go to Baltimore, just like they go to, to New York City, Houston. They go to the major cities where they can blend into the communities. Well, we don't have a lot of that in northeast Pennsylvania. We have Scranton. We have Wilkesbury, Allentown maybe, Hazleton. I'm telling you, these areas... If you've traveled there in the past couple of months, you've seen it with your own own eyes, they are overwhelmed. There is going to be no alternative but for them to come to areas like here in Northeast Pennsylvania. And there are politicians that would love nothing more, both Democrats and Republicans, to send them to Joe Biden's former hometown, childhood home, because it would make a statement. It would get the national attention that it needs. While you and I suffer, because we will, $1 billion the city of New York has spent so far just in housing. $1 billion. Not about you, but my tax dollars here can't afford that. I moved here not to afford that. It's uh, 4.32 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's uh, 4.38. It's the point of the show where we honor our heroes across America who made the ultimate sacrifice. 66 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice on this day, two of them from here in Pennsylvania. 
We're going to start up off with uh, Patrolman Allen Regs Jack Capozzi. Jeanette, City Police Department in Pennsylvania, 1978, suffered a fatal heart attack while responding to a fight call at a local bar at the intersection of Lowry Avenue and Division Street. He suddenly collapsed as he broke up the fight between two men and another with, with another officer. We also have police officer John Francis Maloney, Philadelphia Police Department of Pennsylvania, 1947, was struck and killed by a vehicle at the intersection of Cotman Avenue and Oxford Avenue in Philadelphia. And, um, you know, we recently had the Philadelphia police officer that was killed in the airport in Philadelphia. They've arrested two of his suspects yesterday to hold them accountable in the murder of that officer where they were trying to steal cars. The officers approached him and he shot him multiple times. So uh, two arrests were made, you know, in regards to that. Some breaking news now that uh, finally puts to rest what happened to Natalie Holloway on that Aruba beach in uh, on that senior trip that her and her school took to Aruba years ago. Jordan Vandersloop, who was on trial for extortion but made a plea deal, is still facing 20 years in prison, but made a plea deal to finally give the family peace on what happened to Natalie Holloway. And it appears after he admitted to killing Natalie Natalie Holloway 18 years ago, bludgeoning her to death on a darkened beach with a cinder block after she fought off his sexual advances and he dumped her body in the ocean. So nothing that we kind of didn't know happened, but we didn't know how and what exactly took place. But he said that, You know, after making sexual advances of her and she fought him off, he did strike her with a cinder block, killing her and then uh, disposing of her body in the ocean at that point. So this is breaking news. Uh, I'm reading the New York Post right now, but he was in court today. And as part of that plea deal for the extortion and wire fraud, asking the family for $250,000 to tell them just that, he was sentenced Wednesday today to 20 years in prison to run concurrently with a 28-year sentence he's serving in Peru. So he will be serving 48 years in prison. Is that enough, though? Like 20 years nope. here? Like, that doesn't even make sense when he nope. admits to all that. If that was my daughter, I'd want him free so I could get him. Well, End of story. And you know who would end up with more time in jail? That's fine. I'd be okay with that. I'd smile every morning. <sighs> I'd smile every morning. I can't believe he admits to, to everything. And why is it only 20 years? You worked in law enforcement. Can you explain that? Because it's just extortion. He, he, he's not being charged with the murder because they even though the fact that he admitted it now, uh, part of the plea deal is they can't charge him with it. He's covered under that plea agreement. That and so extortion only him. gets you 20 years? Extortion I'm too old uh, now. to the family, and he's also charging you know the 20 year sentence in Peru for the slaying of Ugh. 2010 slaying of another woman, Stephanie Flores. Really? So, yeah. So he was a serial killer in the making. No, he was a serial killer. Anything more than one is um, serial? Yeah, he he killed uh, 
Wow. Well, 18 years ago was Natalie Holloway, and in 2010, the slaying of Stephanie Flores, he was found guilty of. And now, is this? Did he know Natalie prior to this? Was no, it, he met her. That she was down there on okay. there. It's sort of a spring break type. Right. Thing I remember. I remember the story. But you had to refresh my yeah, memory. Okay. She was eighteen, but the drinking age in those areas are nineteen. Or is eighteen? 18. Um, she met him. She went to go hang out on the beach, like you know, eighteen-year-olds do. And how old was he at the time? Uh, doesn't say. Uh, he was a couple years older than her. Okay. But I, I don't have that information in front of me. Yeah, I I'll have to look up and look at pictures. Okay, yeah. So in tw- 2005, yeah. he left the but, bar with her. So in 2005, he killed Natalie Holloway. And in 2010, he killed this uh, Stephanie Flores in Peru. Wow. Now, can I ask you this? Does that actually make it easier? If you knew all the details or that he came clean with it, is that what you like? Does it really make it easier that those were the last moments of your daughter's life? It. I mean, it, it kind of turns it, my it, stomach. It does bring closure. It just it, it, as gruesome as it is and as, as hard as it is to hear, at least you have that final answer that there's not that little slim chance of hope that somewhere some there's something. Yeah. And, uh you know, the fact that he tried to extort, not not only did he kill their daughter, he tried to tried extort, extort $250,000 just to tell them what happened. Wow, yeah. Um, which yeah. is like I said, I, if it was me, I'd rather him be free so so I can have Adam. I got you. But that's just me. Thanks, not, the, not the proper take on that, people. So I don't condone that, but no. I know what I would do if it was me. It's 4.43 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. Thank you. This Pentella Data Internet Traffic Update brought to you by Energy Technologies HVAC. Accident 81 southbound just past the Nanny Coke exit has things backed up. You'll be stopping right around Nanny Coke. We have some slowing traffic on 81 as well in the Scranton area. You're dipping below 40 miles an hour and then coming southbound on 81 Benton Scott area. You'll also be crawling a bit with the construction going on in that area. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Ali Gallo. Tonight, partly cloudy, low 44. Thursday, mix of sun and clouds, high 67. Friday, showers possible in the afternoon, high 64. Saturday, scattered showers and becoming breezy, high 59. Sunday, partly sunny, breezy, much cooler, high 50. It's currently 60 degrees and partly sunny here at 444 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. We're going to get back to the Jordan Vandersloot and Natalie Holloway breaking news that just happened today. But uh, I was just looking it up, and again, I'm on Wikipedia, but Pennsylvania, there are currently 18 sanctuary jurisdictions in the state of Pennsylvania. Sanctuary jurisdictions exist in, not totally, but in Bradford County, Bucks County, Clarion County, Delaware County, Erie County, Franklin County, Lebanon County, Lehigh County, Lycoming County, Montgomery County, Montour County, Perry County, Philadelphia County, Pikes County, and Westmoreland County, including Philadelphia, which has been a sanctuary city itself. So that's what they have listed as far as Pennsylvania goes. It doesn't get into specifics. Um you know, maybe I can get some more information there, but that's what it's listed under Sanctuary City. You know, when I look up that information, let's go to the phones now. We have uh, Joe from Edwardsville on Jordan Vandersloot. Joe, how you doing, Rob? Uh, you know, before I get going, I just want to say I love your bumper music. 
some of it just, I mean, you're a little bit younger than me, but still, it just takes me back so deep, it's not even funny, especially the Ted Nugent. But anyway, be that all as it may. Um, you're in Vandersloot. Uh, there's no end of, of, of stories in the news today that make my blood boil, you know, to begin with the, the, the hospital in Gaza and whatnot. But um, I'm not sure if you misspoke or you're mistaken on, okay, he made this plea agreement and he's going to serve 20 years concurrent with the 28 years he's already serving in, I forget, Venezuela, Brazil, Argentina, somewhere. Yeah, in Peru, serving in Peru. In Peru, Peru, thank you. I'm sorry, my bad. Um, so he's going to serve that concurrently. So this costs him nothing. He's not going to serve 48 years. That's true. If he's already serving 28, he's going to serve these 20 concurrently at the same time. Mm-hmm. So 28 years, this he's out. It, it, it costs him nothing. And with the money that his family has, his uh, stay in Peru, which could probably be bought to a more comfy setting. Uh, I'll no, have no, every confidence. Yeah, knowing that their prisons are uh, are you know, dis- disgraceful as far as what what you'd have to live through. But I'm sure if you have the money, you could make that a lot easier. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Trust me, and I just, I've got nothing against the citizens of Peru. Uh, one of my stepdaughters spent several years there. While she was in school and even after uh, doing internships and fellowships and things of this nature, um, and fascinating place, uh, the uh, uh, flora and fauna and whatnot, and the environment, great. But uh, wow, my wife went down there to see her, stayed in Lima, their capital city, um, there, you know, a modern city. And when you go into the bathroom, you don't put the toilet paper in the toilet. You put that in the garbage can next to the toilet because their sewer systems can't handle it. So I'm not interested in being in Peru, no matter which way the wind blows. Um, But all of that is neither here nor there. This jackass, Joran Vandersloot, oh, my God. He just, it makes my skin crawl that he is actually a human male, just like I am. That makes me want to weep. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I understand. And listening to the statements and in the article, you, you can read the statements that the mom uh, made, Beth Holloway, is in regards to this. I mean, you can tell it was an ending of a chapter. Then they finally know from his word, from his mouth, what exactly happened. I mean, it was pretty much understood that he killed her. It was known, but to hear exactly how it was done and, and, and that she was in fact yes. killed. It, 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 yeah, it's kind of like the end of the OJ thing. Yes, okay, we know he did it. And I, I, I hope, dear God, I lost a daughter to cancer. I hope that family can go and find some peace. Yeah. So there's the only upside in this whole mess. Well, there's a statement from the father here, Dave Holloway, who said, we are satisfied that our daughter died at his hands and that he acted alone, the teen's father, Dave Holloway, wrote. Questions will forever remain about the extent to which others participated in depriving us the opportunity to return Nality's remain to Alabama. 
So uh, that that's pretty much what what he's saying. Today's remarks some uh, today marks some legal accountability. He said, but we are convinced that a higher power will pronounce the ultimate judgment on this defendant and anyone else who helped him prevent us from bringing Natalie home. That's coming from the dad, Dave. Holloway. Yes, and 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 I feel for that man. Not necessarily have not, but I can understand the shoes he's walking in. And I get that. To get an answer yeah. is worth something. But just, wow. I am very rarely stricken speechless, as you well know, yeah. as does Jake. Um, well, a lot, a lot going on. Wow. A lot you going on, going on for you today, Joe. I, I know with, uh, with with the attacks you, on brother. the Beirut embassy, you know, being a Marine, that's got to bring back some uh, some feelings. Yes, and, sir. And, and yes, know, sir. All all stemmed from nonsense propaganda from even our own Congress people. You know, putting that Indeed. out there, stoking this flames that didn't need to be. You know, back in the day, I was I've always been a huge fan, not an acolyte, but a huge fan of Ronald Reagan. But that's something I would like to I would like to meet him, look him in the eye and say, how could you let this happen? Yeah. Those Marines at that gate had no ammunition in their weapons. That's politics. That's not military. That's not warfare. That's nonsense. That of, should never have happened. One of my good friends and former partner, detective, you know, in the homicide squad, uh, was a marine and dug with his bare hands through that rubble to look for his friends and and dug the same next to me uh, on nine eleven and brought up those memories and and uh, I was just gonna say that sounds yeah. just like what you had to do, brother. Well, he did it twice because he was there and did it then and and was side by side with me doing it again on nine eleven and brought back those memories yes. and when we got back to the house a couple of days later. Um, you know, you could tell in his, the, the memories that, that came back to him for that. And, and the, I have the no anger. Doubt. I have and, no and doubt. Furious. But to see what was and going sure, on, the I'm... fires outside of the outer gate at the, the Beirut embassy. Um, you know, we have 2,000 Marines in the MEU that special operations qualified. You know, if they're needed, they could be there in minutes. You know, and Rob, my son was a soldier in, uh, in um, well, he served, he served in Qatar and Iraq. In uh, in 2002, and you know I worried about him, but here are my aunts. So look, I he's been trained as well as he can be trained. He's armored as well as he can be armored. He is armed as well as he can be armed, and he's surrounded by friends who are going to fight with him, protect him, and he will do the same. That's as good as it gets. So, yes, no, I, I understand that, but this nonsense, it, it, it's just spiraling out of control. And uh, we're a ship with that. We're, we're a rudderless ship right now with who we have at the, the helm right now. Oh, Joe, we got to go. I'm up, I'm up against the break, my friend, but I appreciate you calling Thank in. you for your time, brother. You Thank have a you, good Joe. day. You too as well. It's uh, – 4.56 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Well, I know I got uh, Elle and Lorraine on hold right now, but just please wait till we get back from the break. I'll take your calls as soon as we get back. It's the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio.